Perked Podcast Episode 6 is about to begin. We got together two weeks in a row. Can you believe it? I think so. Development on the uh, website is coming along, so that should be up shortly. As always, every Sunday, Tyler, Natasha, Carolyn, and myself, we get together. We chat about some of the stuff that you guys want to talk about, that we want to talk about. All three of those guys are Ontario Physique Association athletes. All three have won or plays very highly in the competitions that they've competed in. I myself took some time. I traveled around the world being a pro wrestler. Had a little bit of success. Wrestled in front of tens of thousands of people. Wrestled in front of 150 people. It was all good. Now I, uh, I run some of the Herc stores and I do a lot of the media work. So this podcast is all because of you guys wanted it and we're, we're going to keep on putting it together. And I hope you guys keep on enjoying them, keep on asking questions. And uh, so here we go, episode number six. Two weeks in a row we got this done yeah. now. Back. As always, hanging out, we're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, this weekend was really busy. We had the, the whole Black Friday thing going on at the store, so I wasn't able to get the last week's podcast up. So that'll actually be going up today after we record this, and then this week will be as regularly scheduled. Uh, thank you to everybody who came down to the stores this uh, this past Friday. That was awesome. We really appreciate it. We had huge amounts of support on social media for that. Thanks to the Team Herks putting that out there and then everybody else just jumping on. It was awesome. Uh, Friday night we were at the, the Pearl Gloves charity event for boxing. It was local community leaders and people who work within the community getting together. They've been training for six months, uh, never boxed before, anything like that, completely amateur, and it was fantastic. Um, great, great night at White Oaks. It was impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Huge, huge turnout. Uh, they raised, I believe, $46,000 in one night, nice. which goes directly right back into the community, which is phenomenal. Wow. Well, uh, last year too, then, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 growing. It's it's a cool event. Hopefully, we can get you know one or two of us involved with it like next year. Yeah, I, I'll do it for sure. <laughs> okay, that's recorded. He just says recorded. It. It. Yeah, <laughs> we have evidence. Yeah, I would I would love to get in there and and you know throw some mitts. It'd be fun. So, how'd you guys enjoy it? I was, like I said, I was really impressed. Like the amount of people that were there, how fancy it was. Just even the commitment from all the boxers, because they all knew each other, and yeah. yet went in there and... Well, yeah, the it's like, I mean, you, it's, a, it's pretty much a stranger. Some people have been uh, familiar with one another, and then you're, you're training one or two nights a week at Irwin Boxing in the Falls. <laughs> you're training with the person you're going to fight. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It. I think it'd be different for me. It's like if I had to box somebody, I would rather not know them. Yeah, yeah because absolutely. Because then it's like, then you put a little bit more effort into <laughs> <Yeah>. hitting them. <laughs> But he said though, but like Marty said that he liked the fact that he knew him. Yeah, you know? and I was just like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah, but teach their own, right? Yeah, Marty did great. He's a, he's the guy we sponsored, Marty Mako. He works for the region of Niagara. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, it was it was great fun. The entrances were great. Everyone had their own little custom entrance. <laughs> yeah, Herx <laughs> yeah, was able to be the entourage. Yeah, for, we were the entourage. Marty. So that was fun. Yeah, we were. It was great. <laughs> um. Parking was kind of crazy. It took us forever to get in there, but it was all right. It turned out good. They should have had the shuttles a little bit more organized, or at least maybe parked at the mall so people can actually walk back and forth. Yeah. Thankfully, we had the valet at White House take <laughs> us back to your truck. Yeah. yeah. That was so. good. Uh, Tyler started his prep this week for his show. It'll be coming up. How many weeks he got? Uh, 14 weeks out. Okay. This and it's the Arnold's, right? Yeah, Arnold's. the Arnold Classic. Arnold Big, big event in Columbus, Ohio. I'm still thinking road trip. I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, how was the first week in, you know, in? Uh, the first week for me, for every prep I've done, is like a transition week. Um, get, get used to cooking all the time again. Get used to um, weighing my food. Get used to grocery shopping for certain foods. Get used to eating the same foods. Um... So this week was like, I'd say honestly, like about 50-50, uh, you know, clean and, and dirty on my diet. Um, I, I didn't really necessarily cheat on my macros, so if I'm, you know, someone who follows an if it fits your macros approach, then I still actually, 
hit my macros for the for the day every day. Um, but yeah, I just, I've just been uh, adapting to it. Um, as of I think yesterday, uh, you know, I turned it on. So yeah, yeah everything's ready. Um, all my all my meals are prepped. Um, got my scale out, ready to go. Mentally good to go. Yeah, mentally in it. Like I, I just needed that week to kind of mentally prepare myself for it. Um, because it, it's, it, I don't really know anyone who can who can just go from eating whatever they want whenever they want to eating, you know, on a schedule and eating, uh, you know, certain foods and being timed and it's very difficult to transition. So I typically take a week. I told my coach I'm taking this week to just transition into it. Um, I still got leaner. I actually lost six pounds this week. I haven't even introduced cardio yet. So yeah, yeah so I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, and that's like that's one of the things that we'll talk about today is preparation um, for events or for for personal goals and things like that. So you're you kind of subscribe to you need to mentally prepare a week or two before you you kind of jump into something. Yeah, because what what happens is I have a lot of people coming to me and they're like twelve weeks out and they're like, yeah, I want to do a show in twelve weeks. And, you know, which is okay if you're in shape and and if you've been doing it for a while, but like you cannot. You can't go from eating whatever you want and doing whatever you want to changing your lifestyle completely within a day. Like you just, I don't care who you are, you can't do it. So it's all about baby steps. Yeah, so that's why I even told my coach, I'm like, man, like we gotta start early because I have to be ready 12 weeks out to, to prep. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be eating properly. I have to be, you know, in the mindset to do my cardio. I have to be in the mindset to be able to schedule my entire day around what I need to do. So I need to be able to cook my yeah. meals, I need to be able to eat my meals, I need to be able to go to the gym and do my cardio. You have to be like on the ball in all aspects yeah, by I that can. time. Yeah, but by 12 weeks out, you gotta be ready ready to do it. So I, I like I starting at 15 weeks out, it gives me three weeks to really prepare myself. It also gives me actually three weeks to grow. Um, Cause I'm still eating a lot actually. I'm, I'm eating a lot of a lot of clean food, it's actually a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I, I believe in, uh, taking, you know, a week or two, depending on what it is and how long it takes you to mentally adapt to something to, uh, to make a transition into, into a different lifestyle. Yeah. That's a long haul too. I mean, that, that, that's a quarter of a year basically that you're, you're just preparing for one day. Yeah. It doesn't sound like very long when you say 15 weeks or like 12 weeks. Like, oh, it's just 12. But then it's like, no, 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 that's three months minimum. (laughs) So that's a, you know, that's a pretty big chunk of the year gone in just preparation for, for an event. Um, and I know, I knew guys from, from football and things like that, where they come out right from the off season and they just jump right into training camp and they think they can, it'll be right there. But realistically, like you have to be ready for, for training camp. It's a, that's prepping you for the season. And guys who come in cold, they usually get injured right away uh, or they're just mentally drained by the by midweek because they can't handle the grind and they're so out of shape. And they, they just assume they're going to come in and get in shape. And as you go up in, in levels and things like that, the more prepared you need to be, no matter what, whether it be your job or whether it be life, whether it be a sport, the higher the level you are, the more more prepared you have to be, even for a prep period. So it's something that if you're kind of interested in getting into this thing or maybe taking the next step in your job or in life or in your workouts, I would kind of recommend scheduling things out a little bit more if you're making a big change. I know that if I change the way that I'm eating and I don't eat super regimented like these guys, but if I try to, I have to take like a week to kind of start adapting to it. Otherwise, I'll be all over the place and I I won't stick with the plan. Same thing with cardio. Um, Because I have a cardio day, but if I, if I'm just like, okay, I'm going to start doing morning cardio now. No, it's got, it's like, it's a, it's a two week adjustment period where I'm just like, okay, I got to hit at least three days this week. Or I gotta hit two days. It it's just something that you you have to kind of get yourself rolling into it. Maybe there is someone out there who can just cold turkey everything, but I think for the average person, it's very no, very difficult it is to difficult do that. For a lot of people, I always tell everyone like it's baby steps. Like take one thing at a time, especially with my clients. So just like if they're new to fitness too, then work on just getting the moves right and then get into the food. Like if you do too much at once, then you're just gonna it's gonna be too stressful and you'll bottom out quickly. No. Yeah, and the, and the worst thing you can do, um, it's not always 
what you're eating or how you're working out. It's how your, your mentality is and how it's responding to all this kind of stuff. You could have the best diet plan, the best workout protocol, but if you aren't mentally there, it's going to be very difficult to, to see the real results of it all, even if you are getting good results. I don't know if you guys have ever been mentally worn down, uh, and maybe on the outside for people looking in, you look phenomenal, but in the mirror, you're just not there whatsoever. Like, have you guys ever experienced that kind of thing when you didn't, or you've, you've jumped into something and you're not seeing the results the way that you want to? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My nostrils prep. Um, because I, I, you know, I, I allowed myself too much leniency between uh, the Arnold's and my nationals prep. So when nationals came around, we were like 12 weeks out, okay, let's go. Um, but I was like 40 pounds heavier than when I went on stage. Um, I was about 15 pounds heavier than when I had started my Arnold's prep. And now I'm about four or five weeks um, you know, uh, closer to the show. So I, I was not ready at all. I was not mentally ready. I was not physically ready. Um, and like literally, I remember it was like five weeks out and I knew I was maybe it looked like I was like seven weeks out of the Arnold, but the progress wasn't coming as quick because I was, I wasn't mentally there. So, um, that, that prep for me was the hardest by far. Um, I wasn't seeing anything that I wanted to see, you know, every, every, you know, everyone can say, oh, you look great, you look great, but I mean, it, if I don't see it, then it's not going to, it's not going to get any better, so, um, for the Arnold's prep, I, I was, like, more, more than ready, I was more than mentally prepared, like, I was, um, I, I've been ready for that since, from September to March, so, I started with uh, my coach in September for that show, so it was a six-month you know, work period for, for that to get mentally ready. Um, so, I, like I said, I, I think you need to take a few weeks just to allow yourself to uh, mentally adapt to, to all the changes because, you know, I went from literally doing whatever I wanted to all of a sudden 12 weeks out. And 12 weeks out for, for competition is like crunch time. So uh, that, that was definitely really tough for me. Now, when you guys are going through this process, do you have a day at all where you kind of reevaluate or, or portions kind of windowed in where you reevaluate what's gone on? Or do you kind of just set it in stone, you have so many weeks to do this and you just push forward and then look back at the end? I think it's like almost a weekly thing. Mm -hmm. Usually it's for me, it's my check-in days yeah. is when I kind of have like a reflection. Yeah. So I'm able to myself look back at photos or look back at um like compare like new training, uh, new diet plan with old diet plan, and see where those changes are being made, and then um, just think about how it's going to affect um, the upcoming week, um, and just analyze the flaws and stuff. And okay, by this coming week, this needs to be fixed. And if it's not, then we really have to um, adapt some more training or adapt more of the diet. Yeah. Um, to accompany that. Yeah, no, same thing. That's why you do the weekly check-ins. So. Um, for me, it's a little bit opposite too, because like I'm just kind of just trying to grow everywhere, regardless. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's just more. like there, you have your so your 12 week, eight week, 16 week, 21 week, whatever. Yeah. Um, prep, and so you have your huge goal, but then you have to have like the mini goals in between because you can't you can't just look that far ahead. Like Carolyn was saying, like that's three months, say yeah. like for a general prep. So like to look three months ahead and to not have any evaluation during that time to see if you're staying on track, exactly. whether that's with your physical changes, your mental changes, mm -hmm. whether that's with prep or anything in life. If you're aiming towards something, you can't just look, okay, in five years I want to be at this point in my life. Yeah. But you, you need those mini pit stops to be like, yeah, am I going, am I doing what I'm doing to get myself if I to make be this, there? Yeah. If I'm not, then I've got to change this to go that way. Right. And so it's just, yeah, like... I do that, like, even with anybody, too. Like, you just have those weekly check-ins to kind of reassure yourself that you're going towards what you want. And then, like she was saying, too, like Natasha said, like, it's if it's something's not working, then you can figure out what to tweak. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kind of... What do you guys find, like, in the process, if you are checking in? Like, what are the typical things that come up in this style of, of kind of preparation that could railroad you? What, what is the kind of mental beat-down things for you guys... If you have anything, like one thing in particular that always seems to pop up over the others. 
sleep. <laughs> so, you don't. Get, I get enough sleep. <laughs> I never do. I can. I say I can sleep. I don't. I, I feel bad for people who can't. One of my clients, she has a very hard time doing it. Um, but then, like the sleep and stress, like that's gonna weigh on your body with how your hormones are and, mm-hmm. and how you hold water. Say, um, so yeah, being able to turn your mind off at night is great when you're yeah. able to do it. I lived with five guys <laughs> with, in college. I was, <laughs> I learned very well and easily how to turn them off and zone them out. So that's yeah. how I can sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you got any yeah. kind of anything that always seems to pop up or? Um, well, I agree with. Uh, the whole sleep issue because for nationals I didn't sleep for six weeks. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe one or two hours a night, or you know I'm waking up periodically, literally every hour. Um, for Arnold's I slept like a baby though, like it was awesome because I was so busy every day. Um, the difference being I was in school and working more, so I was in sc- I was going to school all day, working at night, and then passing out as soon as I got home, waking up at like five or six. Um, yeah, I, I found that. I think the sleep took a huge toll on me. I was so tired every day. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, I reevaluate every week. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've done a few more shows, I've actually been comparing week to week from past preps. So uh, that I think that's what kind of got me a little mentally drained for nationals because I was not up to par where I was for the Arnold. So it took a huge toll on me because, uh, you know, I was like, oh man, like, I felt good up until I was like, five or six weeks out that I'm like, wait, I'm not even close. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even close where it should be right now. Which I imagine like it's, that would be kind of like a, a horror movie with the, the villain, like just slowly walking towards you with a knife <laughs> because it's one of those things where, you know, you need to be somewhere. And, and with that type of thing, it's very difficult to do anything about it because dieting can sometimes take a little bit longer for your body to start adapting. It's not like a sport where you can just be like, I'm not hitting free throws. I need to, I need to spend an hour today mm-hmm. just working on it. It's something that y- you literally don't have as much control over. So I could see that weighing pretty heavily on your mind. And it's, and it's difficult to even say, okay, I guess this isn't going the way I want it to. I need to change immediately. Well, it's very difficult to, to have that happen. So this time around, you're, are you, is that, that's probably why you chose to, to start a little bit earlier? Yeah, that's 100%. I, I told yeah. my coach, like, I can't be doing this 12-week, you know, crash diet. Um, I need to be, it's, it's actually kind of weird because um, for the Arnold's last year, I started my cardio super early, but my diet was, like, pretty, pretty shit up until, like, eight weeks out. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually had gone away between 10 and, or 11 and 9 weeks out or 10 and 8 weeks out. So I came home. I had about eight and a half weeks left, um, and that's when I was, like, really strict with my diet. And I don't know what happened, but, like, I made change within three weeks, maybe, as I was stage ready. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I wanted to start early just to make sure, um, you know, hopefully the prep isn't as uh, strenuous on, on, you know, on my mind and my body. Because, um, you know, the longer you can do it, the less immediate changes you have to make. Um, you know, you don't have to drop like 50 grams of carbs out of nowhere. And then, you know, like, uh, I, that's why I don't really believe in doing anything less than 12 weeks. Otherwise you're going to go, you're going to be going through hell. If you want to be in condition, like if you want to be in real condition, um, you're going to have to go through hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if you want to just be in shape, I mean, you know, whatever you can yeah. do it, you can do, like, you can get in shape. Like that's the thing. Like any diet. As long as you follow it in any cardio regimen, as long as you follow it, you're going to get in shape. You know, there's no real, you know, secret formula to it. So, but when you want to get, uh, you know, nitty gritty condition, like you got to competition condition, yeah, mm-hmm. competition yeah. condition, you got to, you got to be ready for that. So I like to take as much time as I can. And that way I can come in the best I can. I can come in as full as I can. I can come in as shredded as I can. Um, and just, still have your health there. Yeah, still. and I could see the mentality of wanting to do that because it's one of those things where you're, if you're messing around with your diet and you're going up and down in calories and things like that and you're putting a lot of stress on your metabolism, chances are you're not going to be like clockwork the next time around. So I know it's not. It's the same thing with like going back to sports. Some guys are just like, well, I didn't really train or I came into this camp you know, differently, so I'll just do it again. I don't think you can give your your body that benefit of the doubt because you never know what's going to happen. You could be eating the same things and training the same way, but you know, deep down on the on the metabolic level, something could have changed that you're not maybe noticing right away. 
um, the the way that your your plasma in your blood is it could be different even with the minimal amount of hydration. So by going into something without just saying, okay, I did it eight weeks last time, I'm going to do it eight weeks this time, the exact same way, you could see dramatically different changes in your body, and it could be the, the bad kind of changes too, or it couldn't work the right way. Um, sometimes, even the smallest thing that you don't know of, like, for example, uh, talking about boxing, I know a guy who was earlier, like, he, he did the same type of sparring, he did the same type of cardio training and things like that, but what he had done a previous training camp before was do specific things to work on hand speed. Thinking that he already had the hand speed this time coming around and that it was just going to stay with him, he didn't do as much and, and his hands were dramatically slower the second fight around. So it's something that those little things you always got to pay attention to. And it's if you're changing or you're preparing, you don't necessarily need to keep a journal, but I would say leave yourself that room to think about things or allow yourself to compare and contrast to what you were doing before. And, and I guess in this kind of thing, you're always doing that, but don't look at what other people are doing if you are competing against someone, because then you could really throw yourself off. Um, for you guys, is it is that a conscious decision now that, you know, you have social media and things like that, and people post pictures during their prep. Is that something that you need to start blocking out while you're going through these things? Or even if you're dieting or trying to change things up, do you feel like that affects you maybe a little bit? I think you have to recognize, like, if you're looking at, say, social media and photos, and you're getting feelings after, like, oh, like, I don't look this good, or, mm -hmm. oh, they're doing this, I need to do that. And, like, you're starting to incorporate what they look like into how you should look like, then you should probably block it out. Yeah. Um, but if you're able to look at it and still think, like, oh, great, they look good, but I'm still going to keep on track with my self-confidence and my coach and confidence in what I, my capabilities, mm -hmm. um, then I think you're fine. Like, you're, you just have to assess your mental stability at that point, I guess. Yeah. If you're, you are putting yourself through a very vulnerable stage. Huge. Um, yeah, you have to have confidence in this. Like, you have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just have to be sure of yourself, too. Like, you can be shy and all that kind of stuff, but like you like you said, like you have to have faith in what you're doing and what your coach is doing. And, like, there's that quote that says, like, your day one, you can't compare your day one to someone's day, mm -hmm. like, 300 and something, because it's true. You don't know how long that one person's been training for either, right, mm -hmm. versus your own. So, and everyone, everyone kind of adapts differently, too. Like, some girls can grow muscle in their arms quicker than they can in their butts or, like, whatever, right? Yeah. So, it's like... It's all those little things you don't know. So you just... Yeah, and I was just going to pipe in on that. that. That's a great kind of thing because I don't know if you guys have any clients or, or things like that, but when people come in the store, they're always talking about, you know, oh, my buddy's, you know, he's got big legs and all this kind of stuff, and I'm not, they're just not growing for me. Or, you know, this guy, I just started working out with him. We started working out at the same time, and his arms are so much bigger. Well, it's not always in your own control like that can be a genetic thing mm -hmm. i've noticed mm -hmm. a lot with like girls now they're like oh my butt's oh, not the, as big or yeah. round or how do whatever. i get my butt to look like amanda latona i like to show you the picture yeah. like, well get her jeans and then we'll talk because like <laughs> yes yeah there's so much about genetics and like you just got to do what works for you mm -hmm. and put as much effort in that you can put into it but at the end of the day like some things aren't going to work out to look like someone else yeah so look like the best possible Version person that you you can, you can be yeah, yeah. You got anything to add? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. He's got the so, smart gear. Okay. Uh, He's ready. <laughs> Let's do this. So as soon as I start prep, I I don't I, I don't look at anyone yeah. that's doing the same show as me, that's even competing. Um, I actually reamed one of my buddies out for sending me one of my competitors' pictures. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even in the same class. He's like, oh, this guy's doing the Arnold's too. He looks really good, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> I told him, never send me any any other competitors ever get. Right. I haven't looked at any. Um, I get mad at my clients when they compare. One of my clients quit because he compared to one of my other clients who's doing the same show as him. Yeah. Um, the way I feel about comparing yourself, especially, okay, let's, I'm just going to do this for, you know, body composition. You know, maybe like work, you know, business is different. Um, if you're going to compare your body to someone else, I think that's a, especially if you're competing or if you're trying to diet or do cardio or essentially you're striving to look a certain way mm -hmm. um, and you're comparing yourself daily or weekly uh, the way I see is that's a loser mentality Yeah, and you're never going to get there and that's a slippery slope yeah. to start getting on just focus on yourself um, because what what I'm doing 
has no effect on what you are doing. You know, it's not like you can't strategize to beat someone or to be better than someone or to be like someone. You There's no strategy to it at all other than doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I hire a coach simply to take care of every aspect of what I need to do and, and I trust him and you know I just do what I have to do and I give everything 100% that I need to um, whether one of my competitors ends up looking better you know what he did work for him and what I did you know hopefully brought my best um, especially when it comes to your your body composition I mean you can only really strive to be your best you can't can't strive to be looking like you know Phil Heath yeah who, who has been training for like 10 years and he's been Mr. Olympia five times. Yeah. you know, it, And his life is completely dedicated to that. That's like, it. That's it. Like, th- that's what people don't understand. You know, all these Instagram stars, that's what their life is. Like, they get paid by sponsors and, or the... I wouldn't, yeah, and I, I would think that a lot of it is just... It's fabricated. Too, yeah, right? that's the other it's thing. It's completely fabricated. You start, to, fabricated. You start to make it seem like they're they're literally a celebrity and they uh-huh. they're a nobody. Yeah, they work. They work. You know, labor job or they work eight hours a day and they're doing what we're doing. Except they're what they're posting is making you believe that they're better. Yeah, and, and they're not. And I've seen it like firsthand from from my experience. I know guys who, I know a guy who literally went from the couch to pretty close to main event on television and in the course of a week was living in a rundown townhouse in Philadelphia with literally no furniture in his place. There was a fridge and a mattress on the floor and his clothes were scattered all over the floor and he was on TV the next week in the main event. So, and that's the scene. I see that with the Instagram stuff now and it's like a lot of people are trying to put out this image that they're super successful and there's all these fancy cars and fancy things and, and this and that and, and it's lifestyle oriented but when you peel back all of that they're just like you uh, people are no different no matter what walk of life they come from obviously but in this particular case a lot of these people in the fitness world are, are showing off things one they don't even actually own uh, <laughs> and, and two it's things they if they do own them they probably can't afford them so it's something to be very, very aware of that. And that's like what, kind of what we're going to talk about today is self-awareness. Um, be self-aware and be conscious of what's going on in your life and what you're doing to move forward rather than looking outwards to other people. And especially in, in this like new digital thing that's starting to build is everyone shows off because they want to appear to be successful. I don't know if it's self-consciousness or it's that they're just trying to actively brand themselves to be successful, but you have to be very aware that these things 90% of the time are, are not actually what that person's life is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really looking inwards towards yourself and what you need to do uh, and, and to find self-motivation based on what you want to do rather than what someone else is achieving. I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's really difficult to to go and, and look at your phone and then you see all these crazy, ridiculous things. And it's I don't know how to describe it in terms of you know is it good or is it bad? I, I'm not sure. I just don't care. Yeah. Like I don't care what you know what you have or what you're doing. Really. I mean, if, if you're doing good things for yourself, I mean that's great. If you're a friend of mine, that's yeah, great. absolutely, yeah. you can support it. You know, but if you if you're just showing off crap, like. I, I've had to unfriend a lot of people, like literally unfriend them, like not just on Facebook. Yeah. Like I just stopped talking to them because they post like 300 pictures of their car mm-hmm. that they can't afford. Yeah. Or because that's where all their money goes. Yeah. Right? That's the other thing. People are spending their paychecks on one item, like a watch, like a $500 watch, yeah. just to post a picture, you know? Yeah, and then they barely can afford it. They, can, they literally cannot afford it. They're, they're putting payments on it, right? Uh-huh. So. No, I, I I don't care. Like, you know, if you're doing well for yourself, that's awesome. But like, I, I don't care if you're showing off. I don't I don't show off anything. In sure. fact, I don't spend my money, you know, in a in a stupid way just to show off. I'll, uh-huh. I'll be honest. I spend most of my money on myself. Well, you have to. I have to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's how it is. I spend my money on a lot of my food. Mm-hmm. I spend my money <laughs> on you know experiences like traveling for my shows, going to my shows, and 
Okay. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's, I mean, everyone's different, of course. Like, you know, some people just shop because it makes them feel good, but mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's another issue in and on itself. Like, I think you need to focus, you know, on, on fulfilling yourself rather than, you know, buying something to make yeah. you happy, to make other people think you're better than you are. Yeah. And I think a lot of those times, like you, you, you lose set, like sense of identity when you're when you're out there and you're trying to find experiences through money or trying. How many to, followers you have? Yeah, <laughs> and actually, like that's why we're we're kind of talking about that kind of thing. There's a, a study that shows that you know people who lack self awareness or show much less self awareness than others are. 34% more likely to be obese and 50% more likely to put on weight a lot easier without actually knowing it because you aren't paying attention to yourself. And this is the kind of double-edged sword that you have to be aware of too is that by being self-aware, other people are going to see you as conceited or having an ego. And that's something that you're going to have to deal with as well. Obviously, you need to be humble all the time mm -hmm. be thankful for what how things are coming into your life or opportunities that you receive. But have you guys ever had that type of thing where you're just going about your own business and people just take you as a conceited person? And how do you kind of deal with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been looked at as cocky, conceited, mm -hmm. um, any other word you can think of. More so when I was younger, because when I was younger, I um, portrayed myself that way. I think that's a trait of young males. Yeah, you're just, oh, that's exactly you're brash. Like 18, 19, 20. I was working out at the time. Big I was seeing some gains. I mean, it was what you know. It is what it is. So, I I, I don't blame them for that. And and you know what? I think it was more of a reality check for me. Um, but then people hold you to that. As they, well. it, that's their choice, though. Yeah. And if they wanted, if they want to choose to hold me to that, that's that's their choice. And quite frankly, I don't care. I, mm -hmm. I don't care about what anyone thinks of me. I, you know, that's the thing. I have my own goals. I have my own life. I have my own friends. Um, I can't control what anyone thinks, and I don't. I don't really care what anyone thinks because, you know, at the end of the day, like these people, you you very rarely see. Mm -hmm. They're not a really, you know, they're they're not really a part of your life. And and if they are, then that's great. You know, those are the people I appreciate. Those are the people I thank. Um, because because you know, like you may have five thousand followers, and you may talk to two of them. You know, that's just how it is. So I don't really care. I mean, I, I used to, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of people do care, but I think you're, you're, you're very much better off by not caring because, you know, I, I don't think I would have done anything that I've done in the past year and a half if, if I did care. Um, you know, when I started out training, people would make fun of me for training. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, as soon as I started getting any games, their accusations and, um, you know, everyone thought I was cocky because I was working out and, and essentially, I mean, they were trying to put me down to stop working out. Mm -hmm. So if I cared, I would have stopped. Yep. I know a lot of people who have quit on their passion because of people, people's opinions of it. And I mean, I, I think you're better off, honestly, not really caring about, um, any negativity from anyone, whether it's a friend, even if they're a friend, I mean, if they're a friend, they're not going to bring negative yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, life, right? no. there's a reason why they're friends. Yeah, so. you gotta surround yourself with good people, and if they are good people, they're mm -hmm. they're always gonna support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think you should. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really just developed this like carefree personality that just this year, and you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've done a lot this year that I haven't done ever in my yeah, life. Yeah, I think that that's that's just a thing that happens when you really uh when you push the chips in on yourself and you you start following the things that you want to do. I've said it before, um when I was working out, was started working out, nobody worked out. It was horribly uncool to be in the gym and lifting weights. It just was not a popular thing and you got I made started. fun of big time for working out you're the biggest douchebag on the face of the earth if you lifted weights <laughs> it's but that's the way it was well because but when even when i started this was pre-instagram uh-huh so I, I think i started yeah, that's a thing that pre-instagram era <laughs> sorry because you don't realize that it's, it's actually true pretty though new. it is no, so very true, new it's four, year, four uh, or five years old yeah. i started training five years ago i think instagram came out after the first year of my training i didn't know how to use instagram until second or third year i don't want to use instagram until this past year i just got instagram like this year yeah so that that's the thing like when i started training it it was 
you know, it wasn't really the norm. It was only for, like, athletic guys, nope. kind of, but even they would only be training three times a week. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, some guys had trainers, or some guys, like, for sports teams, you have, like, team nights to work out, but to, like, be in the gym. Like, I've been lifting weights for 13 or 14 years now, and, yeah, like, it's just only been in the last couple of years where people openly talk about going to the gym, and it's, like, a popular thing. It's mainstream now. Yeah. And like I said, that's... I would blame Instagram for that. Yeah. Which is great, you know what? Like, it's giving it's getting people active. <laughs> no, it is. About how, how much popular Herx has gotten. Yeah, no, it's, it can't complain about that. They've never, uh, never ever will complain about things being busy or, or things being popular in terms of the fitness industry. I like health promotion. It's great. It just, it's kind of weird. For me, like I, like I said, I've been doing it for so long in terms of just being in the gym and working out. People will probably be like, you don't look like it. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. I don't care about that kind of thing. You have your own goals. That's it. Um, and, yeah, that's part of moving forward and, and things like that, too. It's like, sure, I, I absolutely don't look like I used to, but I'm not kind of hanging my hat on that either. Work Like, I, I don't really care. I'm just moving forward and, and getting the things that I want to do. And then, yeah, in terms of, you know, overall popularity, it's a little bit different of a transition because you just, it's a different culture now in the gym. Um, Unfortunately, yes. That's the kind of thing that is a little bit of a driving nail into the spine for me and irritating is just, you know. It's a social, it's a social yeah. Or like when people now. had a Tinder date at the gym. Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of thing. It's, it, it is what it is, you know. It, I guess it's just the way things are, but... At the same time, it's it's very very cool that people are getting into this and they're they're trying to better themselves. But I think that if you're out there listening and you are getting involved with it, you know, and and you do find yourself comparing uh, with other people or even, uh, you know, you're not really you're looking back to what you used to be and you're upset that you aren't there. You just have to take the time and just say, well, I have a choice. Am I going to? put everything in motion so I do get back to that and, and push all the chips in or, or do I kind of go in a different direction? For me personally, that's where I'm going because I have other things going on in my life that I'm more geared towards doing that. Fitness for me is just being in shape and hitting certain targets that I want to do. I don't really care about having the shape and physique as much as I used to. Uh, I also don't make money off of my body in terms of, you know, when I was a pro wrestler, it's very important to do that kind of thing. So that would be the difference between me making, you know, a couple hundred bucks in front of 150 people and making thousands of dollars in front of 60,000 people. So it was very important for me to at least have some sort of shape. Uh, now I just would rather prefer to be athletic and because I have so many injuries it's so much more important to just be able to get up and out of bed in the morning without swelling or, or things like that or you know if I want to go do things around the house I don't have a sore back for a week and a half later but it, it's just different and, and that's really important to look at yourself be self-aware uh, and be thankful and humble for people if they do compliment you or do or do ask for advice and things like that and be encouraging of other people around you so Although it does kind of irk me when I'm at the gym and I see people, you know, trying to hook up on a date or, or doing a gym date, that's kind of weird for me, but I guess that's a new norm. And, uh, and it's, it's great in a way because you're in the gym and you're, and you're actively changing your life. So it, it is what it is. That's my rant. <laughs> I enjoyed it's your rant. It's a good rant, though. It was yeah. a good one. Yeah. I'm not angry or anything like that. I get more angry at the at people who are negative. Um, I see it a lot, more so with guys than girls. It's just, you know, if someone's proud about their accomplishments and then immediately people want to put you down because mm -hmm. you don't look like a guy in a magazine because that's their ideal. And at the end of the day, people who do that are never going to truly achieve what they want and they will always find shortcuts to try to have that sort of image. So when guys, you know, if you see someone and someone's complimenting someone or someone sees success and they're like, yeah, but he's small. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. But he's got no abs. Well, you know, that really doesn't, if, unless you're competing and you're being judged based on that, it, it's kind of different. 
And not everybody wants to do that. So, no. and like I said, everyone has their own goals. Yeah. Like you just, you just don't know people's backgrounds. You don't know why they're doing certain things. Like mm-hmm. maybe he can't work on it on his abs because his, his back hurts. Who knows? Yep. Like that's just... another thing to be self aware of, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the on the opposite side. So let's say, let's say you know I went to the gym once, never trained before. I went to the gym once and posted a picture. I said, oh, you know, I'm making progress. It's like, well, no. Mm-hmm. You're not making progress. You went to the gym once. Yep. Um, so it's more being self-aware and, and being real with yourself. Like I always say this, like you gotta be real. You know, I'm not gonna tell people I'm shredded right now because I'm not. I might be leaner. I'm leaner than you know the average person. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I'm not gonna you know tell people like because I'm in a different world, right? Like I'm in a, comp- a competitor's world now. So everything's a little different for me when I when I if I'm ever going going to talk about myself. Although I don't, I, I, I'm never going to tell you I'm shredded. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to tell you I'm big. I'm never going to tell you this or that. So that's another thing. I think you got to just, you know, if you're going to post something, be proud of your progress. You should never be satisfied though. Um, otherwise now you're just going to start regressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think you should, I, I'm at a point where I think you should kind of like let people tell you that you're doing well mm-hmm. rather than kind of, you know, but like I said, be proud, but, but don't, that's don't go you, searching for the attention. Yeah, that's when you start to come, to come off as conceited mm-hmm. or cocky because then you're posting fishing for compliments yeah. Yeah. or complimenting yourself in a way where, you know, that's when people are going to start being like, well, you're small. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you saying, like, why are you saying, you know, like, there's some people who are like, oh, like, I'm 250 pounds. I'm awesome. Yeah. It's like, well, like, you're not in shape, though. Yeah. It's so difficult, you it's know. It's different. That's yep. when that's that in that perspective you need to be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um that's why even if I do say my weight, I only ever say my weight because I get bugged about it. I have right. so many guys only guys, so many guys asking my weight. How much you weigh, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know when yeah. I prep, I don't weigh myself ever. Um after, you know, once I go under two hundred pounds I don't weigh myself till I get bugged about it again. Sure. So what, what, when I say my weight, I'm like, well, you know, let's say I'm, I was 220 pounds. Was heavy, 223 was the heaviest I ever got to, which was a couple months ago. And I'd be like, I'm 223 pounds, but I'm not nowhere near condition. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of outline here and there, but like, I'm not in condition. So my actual weight is still likely 180, 185 pounds. Yeah. So that's that's the way I see it. That's the way I think mo- most people should be. Don't get me wrong. Be proud if you weigh a lot and you're you're muscular, you know, but and you're making gains. Your, your weight's going up and you're not losing condition. Because um, some people should only be going up a pound a week. Mm-hmm. You're going up five, ten pounds, you know, every week or two. It's not muscle. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you are. It's not no, muscle. Yeah, it's very difficult to actually put on lean muscle. Um, and if your weight's jumping up like that, it's it's probably water and and fat. But yeah. probably not too healthy if you're going up like that. No, Just to say like reverse, if you're your losing and your five to ten a week, that's that's not very healthy either. Mm-hmm. That's why you gotta be real and you gotta be real with yourself, you gotta be self aware, self aware of your progress, self aware, you know, of everything you're doing. And nothing happens overnight either. Yeah. Right? Now on like so. the on the, like a women's perspective of that, is it any different or is it similar? Mm-hmm. Are there different kind of things like that between friends, camaraderie? I always just get though you're too skinny, you're too small, and it's like shut it. Like yeah. Now is that a, is it because it's a negative type of thing? People are trying to put you down, or is it? No, it's, hard my, to... it's in the sense where like because like just even like just say work for instance or whatever. Like I had a piece of chocolate the other day, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, you ate chocolate." It's yeah. Like, yes, I did. Like <laughs> I'm allowed to have chocolate, and it's just like, but at the same time, like they know that like I I eat when how and when I eat and stuff like that, and they have respect for that. But at the same time, it's like. You know, they're always just like, oh, she's the health nut. Oh, she's this. And it's like, yeah. yes or no. Like, uh-huh. you know, I do it because I want to do it. And it's just like, yeah, I have some OCD when it comes to it. But at the same time, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to prove anything, really. It's just I like to eat and I want to stay healthy and I want to, you know, I want to grow. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just I get that a lot. <laughs> I think it's um, like Tyler was saying, right now you're you're mentally... And you only view yourself, like, in, like, the fitness um, 
I guess, bubble. Like, so if you are saying, like, you're shredded right now, but you actually know, like, shredded is, like, competition conditioning for you. Yeah. Then that's different shredded than someone who's on the outside of that and isn't into fitness or yeah. knows what the realm is. So if I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, I'm in my off-season, I feel fat. Uh-huh. Then that, like, it's different. People are going to be like, whoa, like, you're calling me fat now. Like, if they're, yeah. like, in no way. So you really have to be careful about, like, how you, um, like, who you're talking to, how you're portraying yourself and your views. Uh-huh. Um, because your your well, yeah, I, was, fluffy, I was just gonna say that is that where like fluffy kind of comes probably. from? It actually really bothers <laughs> me when I hear girls say I'm fluffy right now. It's like I get it, but no, like just yeah. you know enough saying off season. Then good that we all know what what your goal is right now, right? Like, and you no one's gonna look stage ready all mm-hmm. the time. It's not no, possible. And it's it would not be healthy. horribly unhealthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like like and just being who, competitors, we have to realize that too. Yeah, like, and the people who try year round to stay that lean, like what are you working towards? If you're working towards having a better sh- body your next time around. Why aren't you putting the effort in to change yourself and allow yourself to put on a little bit of weight, mm-hmm. keep yourself healthy, yeah. so you can yeah. bring a bigger, better package the next time around? And like the little- worst would be to compare photos and be if like the same in a year or worse mm-hmm. than your yeah. previous photo. Especially so in a why would time? Yeah, like, that's just yeah. Well, like, like Scott said earlier, um, if you're trying to stay competition ready. Um, your body's not going to respond the same way that it, mm-hmm. that it did to get that lean. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, you actually, like, you have to allow yourself to just gain a little bit of fat. Like, you don't need to get fat, but, like, within, a, like, I'd say five, within 5%. Get yourself back to, like, a fat. healthy body fat. Yeah. yeah. Don't have yeah. to get yourself to well, enjoy I mean, for, your For natural show. hormone production, you, you need fat, mm-hmm. you need cholesterol, especially guys. You cannot produce testosterone without cholesterol. Girls, and fat's important too. Yeah, yeah we're well, hormones. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a yeah. completely different kind of balance. thing too. Yeah. Keep Gary coming, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and for your brain health as well, <laughs> you need fats. Um, so it's it's something that you know you shouldn't be afraid of, but at the at the same time, if you do overdo it, you're going to send yourself on a roller coaster of hormones uh, that are going to be very hard to control, and then you're really rolling the dice on what's going to happen with your body. Which, in goals that are geared towards shaping or sculpting a body a certain way, I would think that's kind of counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're working with a coach, they should be like they should understand to raise your calories, raise your food, so you're not that lean, and they should be keeping you in check to. Most people don't. Help you. Most people don't work with a coach for their off season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like that's like so we're always kind of doing these. I'm going to throw in these like life tips or, or success tips, I guess, at the end of the podcast. And, and today we're, we're going to talk about finding a mentor, uh, which is kind of along the lines of what we talked about and, and getting a coach and things like that. But a, what a mentor is, is you want to, this is what people need. And it's probably the missing piece for a lot of people. And, and what you need to understand is that as much as you might want to, uh, it's very, very difficult to borderline impossible to do everything on your own. As much as everybody would want to pound their chest and say, I'm self-made and all of this was my own doing, uh, that's a recipe for disaster in a lot of things, business world especially. But uh, even in, in fitness, um, it's very important to find a person or people who follow the same type of goals that you want to get after or have the same type of mindset that you have uh, to, to get to where you want to be because if you don't, uh, you're not going to do yourself enough justice because you're never going to have someone looking from the outside in and giving you real actual advice or real actual feedback on, on what's go- what you're going through or what is actually happening versus what your ego is saying to you. So part of finding a mentor, like I don't know if you guys have coaches, um, mm-hmm. is there was there a process that you went through in terms of finding someone who you wanted to be like or someone who you felt had the values that you were looking for? Like what was it for you guys in terms of how you found your coaches or trainers? Um, values, yeah. So for me, it's trust. Mm-hmm. Um, not even the fact of like they know what they're doing in the sense of like they know um, in the sense of keeping me healthy. Um, I found mine in the sense of they were my posing coaches first 
and they were concerned of what my first coach was doing and they kept on giving me tips and they weren't like they weren't asking for any money so like they you know they would or whatever but they kept just telling me things they kept wanting me to email them and stuff like that so they were kind of going over over and beyond of what they usually would do which was kind of nice for me to gain that trust and they weren't even like asking to work with me they just they were concerned about I guess how small I was getting so that's why I ended up going with them because they were concerned about my health more than anything else mm-hmm. so um, I was lucky enough uh, to have Amher, my coach, uh, approach me at Nationals, actually. Uh, all the guys from Ontario went out to dinner after the show, because we, we finished, I mean, pretty early, I guess. We finished around, like, 9. We all went out for dinner. Um, he, he approached me there. He's like, who are you working with? Um, you know, have you considered working with anyone else? Uh, you know, I want to work with you. Um, and I know him. He hasn't actually approached many people. Maybe like two or three. I don't know. I don't even know anyone else he's approached. But um, you know, I told him, uh, "Let me think about it." I was like, "I'm, you know, I'm taking the next few weeks off the gym and you know off the diet. I'm just gonna relax." Because um, this was after nationals in 2014. So I just, I just didn't even want to think about it at the time. Arnold was on my mind. I just, I just wanted to kind of relax. So. In those few weeks, I actually looked him up. Um, I studied him basically. I, I, you know, wanted to understand his mentality. I wanted to, you know, find out past clients how they liked working with him, um, their results working with him, and uh, you know what? I found out he has essentially the same mentality. I actually, him and I are very, very, very like. It's actually kind of weird sometimes. Yeah. The way the way our thinking is uh, very similar. Um, and you know what, he lives an hour and a half away, and uh, my old coach was from uh, Manitoba, so it, all, you know, all the you know, puzzle pieces just fell where they should, and uh, I felt really good about working with him, uh, and you know, since I have, he's kind of, he's went above and beyond what he was supposed to do as well. Uh, him and I talk every day still, um, not about my prep, we talk about business we talk about you know how, how to succeed we talk we talk about things that are only going to uh better both of us mm-hmm. um so he, he he essentially took on the role of my mentor in a way i think we kind of it kind of happened indirectly we didn't really think about it we just kind of developed a relationship yeah which i think most you know i don't i don't, I don't want to say most coaches should have with their clients depending on the client base but if you if you seek a mentor you should have that sort of relationship with them where you can essentially talk about anything in a way but you, you want to be able to talk to them about ways of uh, bettering yourself yeah and how they better themselves and you want to have the same focus you know I, like I mean you guys know like I, I'm pretty busy you know like I have a few things going at a time usually mm-hmm. all the time and he's probably one of the only people I know who who has just as much, if not more, going on at the same time? Yeah, always. So it, it it's nice to see because it, you know there's times where you know I really just want to just stop. You know I just want I'm like oh man like I just don't want to do any of this. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. You know I just want to take a week off of everything. You know so so it's very helpful for me to look at him. You know seeing him still grinding it out. You know, don't get me wrong, I know how tough it is for him as well. But, you know, it's something that I respect and something that I can look at and, and mimic in a way. Yeah. Um, I think I'm kind of going a little against what you just said at the beginning, um, that it's hard to find a mentor that's outside of the fitness mm-hmm. um, industry. Um, one of my greatest mentors right now is my boss from work at Niagara College. Yeah. Um, she is someone um, who I aspire to be like. Maybe not, like, we're not... Um, fitness related but her success so she has um consistently and is consistently working towards new certifications um always educating herself always having something on the go and she still has like a family on the side um i shouldn't say on the side i'm sure that's top priority (laughs) and all this stuff is on the side but she still has so many things going on um and her success is just it's inspiring so i can see every day she's she's such a hard worker and um, she has such positivity in everything she does. You can tell when she's stressed, but she doesn't let it bring her down. And that's something that I, always, like, I, that's something I've struggled with past 
is whenever I got stressed, I would let it tear me down. Right. Um, so I've been able to go to her and learn from her and learn from um, different strategies on how to maintain happiness while you're going through some maybe negative times. Um, because, yeah, it's a negative experience, but it doesn't have to be changing your whole life to be a depressed life now from now on. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, it's great to have a mentor that's in the industry, but it's also great to have someone who's outside uh -huh. to help you with real-life situations. And I can even just translate my fitness experiences and put them into real-world experiences to see how to um, mimic those to to work if I'm struggling with prep, if I'm struggling with... Um, do I go out with friends or do I work towards this? Okay, yeah. well, what's going to ultimately um, create that most happiness for you? Your friends will understand. If they're not there at the end, then are they true friends or not? Because they would ultimately want to see you happy too. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great to have someone um, that's outside of it as well. Yeah. And well, yeah. yeah, it's not just about I want to be like my coach because... They have they've won titles and they've done this and that, mm -hmm. but I want to be like my mentor because they have success, they have happiness, yeah. they've faced adversity and barriers, yeah. and they've overcome and they still have a smile on their face and they're still doing what they want. Yeah, it's personal growth and things like that. So you want to try mm -hmm. to find someone who again has, shares the same values as you. It's great if you want to succeed in an industry because you will need to find people or someone like that to surround you. But a true mentor is someone who will keep you on the right path in terms of overall values, morals or, or business or things like that, where you're trying to grow as a person so that you can benefit others. It's the same as we talked about the last podcast, added value. So you're trying to find someone who's going to put you on the right path so that you can add value to your life and also add value to other people's lives. And Tyler touched on two things where studying a person, I mean, don't be creepy and, and stalk a person. But you want to study their behaviors, their habits. Um, if you struggle to get up in the morning and you see someone who's always up at 5.30 a.m. every day, what is the driving force behind this? Do they just force themselves to do it? Is there something that they're going through in terms of a process to get themselves out of bed in the morning? Maybe you look towards that. If, if that's something that you need to do in your life, look towards other people who are doing it. It's all possible. It's just how much you're going to put into it. Um, another thing is to ask for feedback. It's a big, big thing because too often we become too ingrained in our own success sometimes um, or our own accomplishments, and it's best to ask for feedback uh, to see where you are in terms of where you are along in your path. And if someone can see little things that could be either drawbacks or negativity and they'll point it out to you for things to work on. That's just as important as someone who puts you on the right path to succeed. So always ask for feedback from people that you trust. Um, and that's the, the good thing about finding a mentor. And it's not someone that you're like interviewing for a job or anything like that. It's something that you want to develop a relationship with, just like Tyler said with his coach. It's someone who develops into a friend so that you can go to um, for advice, personal, business, uh, whatever without it seeming like it's their job to do it and it's not so it's someone who you can have confidence in where it's away from your normal group of friends and, and your family who might add pressure i know that sometimes it's good to have outlets within the family but sometimes if you don't see them or they'll talk within the family it, it can end up putting extra pressure on you when you you end up going and meeting i remember at family events sometimes it'd be like oh so you're doing this when are you traveling next this that and the other thing and it, those types of things ended up stacking up after a while because I felt like I had to achieve them or I felt like I wasn't as successful as I thought I was because the same questions were being asked all the time and I couldn't produce results in terms of the way that they expected them to be. So that type of thing was, was a little bit more difficult and over the past couple of years I've been able to find different outlets within industry or within you know just outside sources so it's something to, to definitely look after and look into um, I think that it's probably one of the hidden keys to success um, true success not necessarily wealth but I'm talking about personal happiness and finding the right people in your life that are going to keep you happy and not put undue stress on you uh, and and not make it seem like you have to perform to provide for those people. They just are there for the person who you are. That is one of the main benefits of having a mentor in your life. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys have anything to, to kind of add into that? Or 
No, I agree to all of it. I agree, like, to everything what, like, Natasha said, and too, and, like, with Tyler, with, like, the coach and everything like that. Like, you just, you need to surround yourself with people that you want to, like, it's positive outcome, mm-hmm. I guess, right? So, yeah. All right, we've been rolling for an hour. So uh, today, you know, we went over um, preparation. And and sometimes you can't just jump into something that you want to do. Even though you know the means that are necessary to get towards your goal, sometimes it's best to take a week or two to ease into it. That isn't necessarily mean that the effort is less. It just means that you're easing yourself into to prepare for the grind that's going to be over a series of months. Uh, to look at yourself, be self-aware, understand what you're doing and understand what your goals are moving forward, uh, and be self-aware of your actions and how they affect other people. That's a, a, a pretty big thing. And always be looking for someone to be a mentor figure for you um, who has success that maybe you're looking for and understand and accept that to be completely self-sustained and self-fulfilled uh, is a product of having the right people around you rather than just being a lone wolf. So until next time, uh, get out there, do the things that you want to do, try to find things that are adding value to your life, uh, give up the things that aren't adding any value to your life, and find people who are going to give you true happiness and true wealth, which is, is just being a better person and allowing you to create good relationships and, and build that type of thing around you. All right, see you later. Bye.